Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. What's up, legends? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Um, It's a beautiful day here in Melbourne. It's Melbourne Cup Day. And the sun is out and it is summer, although Melbourne has been quite confused over the last few days and uh, I think the next few days are going to be quite shit ass as well. But today's episode is aimed at how you can fast track your results this summer. Make sure you get in the best shape that you've been in if that's your goal. You know, for some people it may not be. Some people may just be going about their business wanting to stay in the shape they've been in all year, which is fantastic. Um, some people might be wanting to gain and, and some people might be listening and just couldn't give two shits about the gym and that's, that's okay as well. But... What I wanted to make sure is that people don't think that this episode is about how you can get unsustainable, you know, really fast results that are just going to be short term because that's not what I'm about with my business and that's what not what I'm about with the podcast as well. So if this is your first time listening, feel free to go back through and have a listen to some of the old episodes, whether it be just with me sharing my knowledge on training and nutrition and whatever else I've, I've spoken about uh, or with some of the, the previous, previous guests we've had. We've had a lot of really cool people on the show that have a lot of value to offer, um, so I know there's something there for everyone. But I will get stuck into um, today's episode. I'm just sitting here sipping on my coffee and um, and having a protein bar. For anybody who, who wanted to know that, which I'm sure not, none of you did, but you all do now. So um, yeah, moving on. Um, I'm going to go over seven different things that I think are really important when it comes to getting in shape, um, not only in summer, obviously, but for fast-tracking your results and I guess missing out on all the mistakes that I, I've i made previously and what I see people make over and over and over again. So I guess today's episode is purely um, just to try and save you some time, make sure that you're you're following things in, in the right way um, and enjoying the process as well because if you don't enjoy the process, then the end result um, is not worth it anyway. So I guess number one for fast-tracking your results this summer and like I said, I will refer to summer but keep in mind these rules apply regardless of what the season is, is obviously your nutrition. And it gets talked about all the time. And I'm not going to go into too much detail today about about nutrition. Um, as I said, there's plenty of content on this podcast for you to listen to, to hear what my philosophy is with food. But there's some fundamentals you need to take care of. Um, and I guess there's some do's and don'ts. Um, so I guess I'm going to start with the do's. And these are the things that maybe you want to write down. Um, I think everybody needs to at least roughly know how many calories they're taking in. And making sure that you're in a calorie deficit if your goal is fat loss and you want it to get in shape this summer. You need to be in a calorie deficit and it needs to be consistent. Um, that means it's not Monday to Friday, it's Monday to Sunday every single week. Consistency, it doesn't need to be perfect, close enough is good enough, but you need to be in that calorie deficit. You need to be expending more energy than you're taking in. Um, you do need to know your protein. I think everybody needs to be getting two grams of protein per kilo at a minimum. Um, above that is fine, but try and stick to at least that number for me. Um, your ratio of carbohydrates and fats is very much a personal preference. It, it has very little effect, in my opinion, on your body composition as long as your calories and protein um, are set. <clears throat> I think um, another thing with the nutrition side of things is that we do choose a way of eating that is going to be sustainable and enjoyable. Um, so you know, we keep in the foods that we enjoy, we keep in the drinks that we enjoy, we don't Try and eliminate too much, which I'll go over in a second in the don'ts. Um, but with the do's, we want to make sure we're 
we're fueling our body for performance. So I mentioned all the time about referring to our bodies like a race car. If you're fueling it with um, shitty fuel, it's not going to run its best. Whereas if we give it premium fuel, premium qualities and nutrient-dense whole foods, it's going to it's going to respond a lot better. And that's just not our body composition. It's not just how we look. It's also how we feel. It's how we perform. It's how we recover. It's how we sleep, our mood, our skin, our general health and wellness, um, which is obviously what we're about. It's not just about the looks, although... We tend to put a lot of focus on our, our physical appearance. If you're not healthy on the inside, again, what is what is the point of doing all of this in the first place? So making sure we do get in nutrient-dense um, foods. Now, going over the don'ts with nutrition, I think the biggest don't, um, people tend to panic at this time of the year and drop their calories by way too much. Now, I put up a story on my Instagram the other day that got a really good response um, it was very simple. It wasn't anything. It wasn't anything outrageous. It wasn't rocket science. But basically, what I said is that when we start out with our nutrition in a fat loss phase, and I've spoke about this before, um, you, uh, I'll use the example of say you know you've been eating roughly two thousand five hundred calories per day, and you decide you want to lose body fat. A lot of people are making drastic changes way too early, which gives you very little room to move later on down the track, and makes things very very hard. What I mean by that is. We'll use the example of 2,500 if I decide that I want to lose body fat and I drop my calories down to 1,500. Okay, so that's a 1,000 calorie drop or even 1,750. It's a 750 calorie drop. That's a big chunk of calories to take out. Now, keep in mind at the same time, we're probably ramping up our training, getting pretty serious, feeling nice and motivated. So the first few weeks of that block of that after that decision to get in shape, we're going to be feeling fucking incredible. We're going to be losing body fat or losing weight. And it's really important that you understand that um, you're losing weight, most likely not losing too much body fat um, if you're in that much of a deficit and you're in that much of an energy, a negative energy balance. There's a big difference between losing weight and losing fat. Our goal should always be to lose body fat, not to lose weight. Um, so, you know, you're feeling great. You're dropping, you're dropping the kilos. Um, you're super motivated. You're getting a few compliments. You're, you're crushing your training. You're waking up every day ready to go and it's just, it's just all good. Now, three weeks down the track, he hit a bit of a, a plateau, okay? So the the fat loss or the weight loss stalls, you stop seeing that number decrease on the scales if you're weighing yourself or even you stop seeing yourself getting any leaner. Um, your results in the gym start to drop off because you're not eating enough, so you're not as strong as what you were. Your motivation has dropped. Um, you've got a heap of social events coming up that you're starting to stress about. You're not getting the compliments you were getting before. Now, you're really stuck between a rock and a hard place. So you really only have a couple of options, one option really. You either decrease your food even more, which keep in mind it's already quite low compared to what it was before, which nobody wants to do, or you increase your energy expenditure, so doing more training, which I'm sure at this point, as I said, you're probably already doing a lot because you're super motivated. So it makes things really hard, and not only does it make it hard on you physically and mentally, it makes it hard on you physically because your body will adapt. Your metabolism over time will start to suffer if you are under eating and over training and you won't see the results you're after you're not going to see that body fat drop that you want to see because you know i'm not going to go i'm not going to even say it's like starvation mode or, or, or survival mode or whatever the, the term that people will throw around but basically what your body is doing is saying hey we're training a lot we're expending a lot of energy here and we're not getting enough food in so a lot of the nutrients and food that you take in your body wants to hold on to to try and replenish its stores, to try and recover, to try and grow because you're not giving it enough energy and you're not providing your body with enough fuel to perform at your best, okay? And that's what I said before about the sports car reference um, and you're not going to see the results that you want to see. 
So what should you do instead? And I guess this kind of goes into the next <clears throat> the next point of fast tracking your results as well, which is um, is training. You want to start out at quite a low base. And what I mean by that is uh, I think everybody should be doing between three to four strength and resistance training sessions per week. Um, everybody. And more than that is fine, uh, but I think the minimum should be three if possible. Four is quite a good number for most people and quite realistically, quite realistic and sustainable. Um, but starting off with your cardio at an absolute minimum, if any at all, okay? And with your calorie intake, we're starting just below what we were before. So if we started our fat loss phase at 2,500, I think the best option would be to go to 2,250. So you've only made a 250 calorie drop to start with. Now, are you in a calorie deficit? Yes. Will you lose body fat? Yes. Will it be extremely fast? No. Does that matter? No. Because in a few weeks' time, when fat loss plateaus, here's what we're dealing with now, when we've gone with the right approach. So fat loss plateaus in, say, two to three weeks, we're only in a 250-calorie deficit. We're not doing any cardio. We're not training um, our absolute ass off. We're seeing results still because we're eating plenty of food. We're still staying strong, probably getting a little bit stronger. Um, and our motivation is still high because it's only early. So we have the decision now, we can either slightly reduce our calories. So when I say slightly reduce, I mean it could be by 100 calories. So instead of eating 2,250, we could go to 2,150. That is still an increase in your negative energy balance. That is still a decrease in food that will still kickstart fat loss again. Our other option is to add in some energy expenditure, whether that be more training in the gym or whether that be some form of cardio. And again, it doesn't have to be a lot. It could be a 20-minute jog. It could be... Uh, five to ten minutes of hit at the end of one of your sessions or on a separate day that's going to kickstart that fat loss again and then from there we just rinse and repeat whenever we reach a plateau we make one of those decisions we either slightly reduce food or we slightly increase our energy expenditure and the results keep coming it's a lot more enjoyable it's a lot more sustainable and your body is going to thank you for it and not only that your mindset is going to be so much better because you're going to be feeling so much better about yourself you're going to be super motivated, um, your training's going to still be great, you're going to be getting those compliments, you're going to be losing the fat, you're going to see results and it's going to be a much more enjoyable process and something that we can stick to longer term as well, which is what uh, I'm all about. Now, the next point I wanted to bring up is realistic. Um, I'm massive on setting big goals, but it also needs to be realistic. If you come to me and say, um, I want to get in the best shape I've ever been in, um, and even regardless of food, let's just talk about training and you say, all right, um, you know, um, I'm, I'm a CEO, I, I work ridiculously long hours, I've got a family, um, I don't really get that much time to train, but give me a program, um, let's do six days a week. Well, I'm going to look at that and say, well, that's that's going to be shit, it's not going to be optimal, you're not going to be able to stick to it, um, it's not realistic, okay, you need to be realistically, you need to be realistic with yourself in what you're going to be able to achieve with your current lifestyle. So if that's the case, if we've got someone who's extremely busy, got a family, doesn't have time to go to the gym that much, maybe it is three to four days of training per week. Change that training split up to suit that, that amount of days. Make sure we're getting the most energy expenditure and the most strength work we can in that time. But that's something that's going to be sustainable. And anything on top of that is a bonus. Whereas if I give this person six days a week and they only get to the gym three or four times every week, in their head, they're already failing. Okay, and that then often leads to poor decisions in other areas, whether that be with drinking, whether that be with overeating, uh, not sleeping as much, poor training sessions when you're actually there, um, or just giving up altogether. So you need to be realistic with what you're setting, with the goals you're setting, and also the time frame. If it's 
if it's fucking the start of November like it is now, and you go, oh yeah, um, by Stakes Day, which is this Saturday, I want to be absolutely shredded. Well, you know what, champion, you've uh, you've left it a little bit too late. So you got to make some shitty decisions this week with your food and training. But if you're realistic about it, if you give yourself the time, um, if you look at things and reverse engineer where you want to be in a certain period of time and how you're going to get there, you will see the results. And everybody can do this. This is not just people that are gym junkies. This is not just people that are athletes or those that that are trained their whole life. Anybody can do this. Absolutely anybody can do this. Um, you just need to follow the fundamentals, stick to a sustainable um, an enjoyable approach and you will see the results that you're after. The next point I wanted to bring up is accountability is a big thing um, when you set a goal like this. Now whether that's accountability with a training partner, whether that's accountability with a friend, um, a family member, your partner or a coach, um, you know I work with a lot of people online and they use me for accountability and um, that's the the benefit of, of what I do is I'm able to work with people all across the world, I guess, and keep them accountable on their health and fitness goals. And keep in mind, a lot of these people, they know what to do. They know how to eat and train for results, but they they need someone to keep them accountable, um, give them that bit of encouragement or tell them when they're out of line, tell them when they need to step it up a notch or whether they can relax a bit more than what they are, tell them they're doing a good job or tell them doing a shit job. They just need someone to be accountable towards um, as well as themselves, okay? So I think really important um, to fast track your results this summer, to have somebody to be accountable to towards um, as well as yourself. And when I say yourself, that may be writing down the daily goals, doing your, your gratitude, your meditation, having a checklist you check off every single day, whether that be, you know, making sure you get your certain amount of sleep in the morning, whether that be making sure you drink X amount of water per day, ticking off your macros, Ticking off your training, uh, what it doesn't matter what it is. You need to keep yourself accountable in some way or another. Otherwise, it's just going to slip away. And before you know it, it's Christmas time, and you're back to square one. You're getting close to January first, setting those same goals you set last year. Um, and I will do a, an episode on that coming into the new year again because I think it's really important in regards to goal setting and that time of the year. And you know, I'll touch on it now. I remember I made an episode last year, and you can go back and listen to it. But I spoke about. If you've got a goal now and you've got your, your sights set on for 2020, we're obviously getting close to the end of 2019 now, then why on earth would you wait? Why would you wait for January 1st? Why would you wait for everybody else to be on the same playing field? Why would you not get ahead of the game and start now? Why would you, why would you wait to do something tomorrow that could be done today? And I'm really big on that. January 1st is just another day. Yeah, it's fantastic that everybody sets goals. It's fantastic that everybody feels super motivated. It's the start of a new year, fresh start for some. But guess what? The same goals are on everybody's fucking to-do list every single year, and they never get done. And if you do have a goal that can be achieved before then, then why wait? Why wait to do something next year when it could be done now, when you could be setting bigger goals come January 1st? So um, it goes off a little bit off track, but keeping yourself accountable, having goals set, keeping yourself accountable with other people as well and telling people about your goals. And, and with, like I said, if that's a training partner, you know you might help each other stay on track <clears throat> and fast track results by pushing each other in training, by checking in with each other to see how you're going with your food and your sleep and motivation, whether you need a week where you deload a little bit and drop your calorie, uh, sorry, increase your calories a little bit and have a bit of a break uh, mentally and physically, whatever, whatever it is, accountability is such a big thing. The next point I wanted to bring up is your comfort zone. 
to have something that you've never had before, you have to do something you've never done before. Um, and although you know everything I spoke about today is a fantastic way to make sure it's it's the most optimal approach possible in regards to you and your lifestyle. Everything I've talked about today is going to make things a lot easier and a lot smoother and a lot more enjoyable. But in the end of the day, you're trying to change your body. You're trying to do something that your body doesn't necessarily want to do. You have to get out of your comfort zone. It's not going to be easy. So you know, if you're expecting this thing to just be a walk in the park, um, it's not going to be. So there's no point sugarcoating it and trying to make you feel like it's all you know like a fairy tale and you just follow these couple of steps and next week you're going to wake up with shredded abs and um, and fantastic glutes. Does not work like that. You have to get out of your comfort zone daily. The more you can get out of your comfort zone, the better. I mean, sounds so cliche, but nothing good happens in comfort zones. All the good stuff happens outside of your comfort zone. And you know, I'll even use. I feel like I've always used myself as an example with this, and that's why I've used the podcast and my social media to try and show how often I get out of my comfort zone and the benefit of doing that. I mean, you know, in just over a month's time, I'm stepping in uh, in the ring. Uh, boxing ring under professional rules for my first ever fight, fighting four three-minute rounds with no headgear, with 10-ounce gloves, as I said, never having had a fight before. Um, obviously, I'm putting in the work. Um, I have been putting in the work. I'm working my ass off. I'm sparring. I'm training. I'm doing everything necessary to be ready. But, I mean, this is way out of my comfort zone. You know, when uh, when Will approached me, Will Tomlinson, earlier in the year, and he's been on the show as well. You can go back and have a listen to his episode. When he approached me to do this, um, you know, the reason I said yes is because it scares the shit out of me. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend it doesn't because it does. When it comes to the 14th of December, uh, will I be confident? Yes, I am confident now. But it doesn't mean that it's not scary. It's still scary as fuck. And it's something way out of my comfort zone and that's exactly why I wanted to do it. And not only for my own benefit, you know, not only to be able to prove to myself that I can do it and to, to get out of my comfort zone and help myself grow physically and mentally, particularly mentally with, with boxing, um, but also to, sh- to sh- show other people that you know it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and regardless of the result on the night, even though I'm confident that I win, regardless of the result on the night, um, it's, it's an achievement in itself to get in a, a fucking boxing ring regardless of whether or not it's pro rules or not, but um, it's way out of my comfort zone and every single day now I have that goal, I have that specific goal. I have someone to be accountable to towards um, with my boxing coach. I have people that I want to. I don't want to let down. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to not put in the work. I don't want to not be ready. I don't want to pull out or whatever it may be. Um, I'm way out of my comfort zone at the moment, and I'm really enjoying it. Every single day now is a chance for me to improve physically and mentally, and grow as a person, and and push my boundaries and and raise that bar again. So when you know after December 14, after the fight. I've now leveled up. I now set bigger goals, goals that are going to get me outside of my comfort zone again and again and again. We just keep doing that over and over again, and that is how you you improve. That's in that's how you improve your life. That's how um, you level up and continue to push your boundaries, and you don't stay complacent and stay in the same spot all the time. Because you know if you're not moving forward, you're going backwards. Um, so that's for comfort zone. The thing that's really important. A um, couple of things. A couple of things I wanted to mention before I wrap it up. Um, the last two points. It's a lifestyle change, and that's what people need to understand. Yes, you know, I mean, sorry, no, you're not going to be in a calorie deficit for the rest of your life trying to lose body fat. But these changes need to be a lifestyle change. Like I said, it needs to be, you know, if you enjoy having a drink on the weekends, especially this time of the year, then don't try and cut it out. 
work around that. Work make make your training and your nutrition work around your lifestyle, not the other way around. Um, you know, at the end of summer, I, I don't want people listening to this to be going like, "All right, thank fuck that's done." Now we can go back to what we're doing before. I want you to get to the end of summer and go, "Hey, I picked up all these new habits." Um, I may not be trying to lose fat anymore, but I'm still going to stay on top of my nutrition. I'm still going to fuel my body for performance. I'm still going to focus on sleep. I'm still going to have a structured training program. I'm going to keep myself accountable. I'm going to continue to grow um, physically and mentally because it's a lifestyle change. It's not a short-term fix, and that's so important to understand. And as soon as you get that through to your head, as soon as you make that distinct change in your mind that it's not a short-term fix, it's a lifestyle change, that's when the magic happens. That's when you start to see results that's when you start to enjoy the process and um, and get the very most out of out of the opportunity to, to grow. Now, lastly, stop listening and start doing. Okay, so kind of uh, doesn't do me any favors telling you to stop listening to my podcast, but over and over again, and I, I've been victim of this before as well. I you, you consume content, whether it be on social media, whether it be a podcast, regardless of what it is. Consume all this motivational content, listen to educational stuff on what to do with your training and nutrition, and that's it. That's where it ends. You listen to it, you store it in your brain, you talk about it to your friends, you might post it on social media, but nothing nothing happens because you don't put it you don't you don't put it to any use. So it's so important to actually start doing and stop just listening and, and consuming content and actually put that to action. Now I actually stopped reading books. Um, not that I was a huge reader anyway, it's probably just an excuse for me to not read to be honest, but I was reading plenty of books and I actually stopped because I found that I would finish a book, I'd start the next one and I wouldn't implement any of the stuff I read in the one before, even though when I was reading that previous book, I would be going to myself, wow, this is like game changer stuff, this is like a light bulb moment, I'm going to go and take this and implement that into my life and I just never did because um, I was too busy reading the next one and that just kept happening over and over again. So now I don't do that, you know, very rarely I'll read a book or now I'll listen to an audio book and try and actually put that to action before... I listen to something else and that's um, that's worked for me and I'm confident that it'll work for you as well. Um, so I hope today's episode has helped in some way or another. Um, you know, make this year different to all the other years. Make this year the first year of the start of, you know, the rest of your life actually seeing results and enjoying the process and being confident that what you're doing is right. Um, if you enjoyed today's episode and taken some value from it, which I hope you have, please do take a screenshot of today's episode and post it up on your Instagram story for me right now. Um, tag me in it. I'd love to get some feedback on today's show and um, tell some friends about it if you think they could benefit from it too. Hope you have a fantastic day um, and I look forward to chatting to you again in next week's episode. Um, again, thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and I'll talk to you guys soon.